Well, last night, Jane maneuvered a meeting with the new neighbors, Mr. and Mrs. Fredericks, who have just moved in next door. And she managed to bring them into the house to meet Mr. Ace and Mark. This episode takes place the following evening in alternating scenes between the Ace's bungalow and the Fredericks' home next door. But first to the Ace's living room. It's after dinner. We find Mr. Ace with his paper, Marge with some mending, and Jane talking away. Listen. And personally, I don't know when I spent such an enjoyable day. Not that we did anything exciting. Oh, no, nothing like that. But just being with her, I mean. Her coming over here and then me running over there. Well, I bet I was over there every half hour on the hour. She couldn't come here so much because she was busy most of the day in her room straightening out all her clothes. Do you know how many dresses she has, dear? Uh, what? And shoes. Oh, I'd hate to count them. But the funny thing was, of all the dresses she has, <laughs> this was so funny, we just screamed. Of all the dresses she has, there's one eating dress exactly like my white lace. Exactly. I told her, I said, Ethel, I've got an evening dress exactly like this. And she says, oh, my dear, I'm so glad you told me I won't wear it when we dress to go out. And it would have been terrible, too, both of us walking down the street with the same dress. Well, we'd look like a couple of cyanized twins. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed and laughed about it. And you should have seen her golf outfit. She plays golf. I was so surprised. She said she doesn't play so well, but she likes to commute with nature. Baxter plays, too. But he plays mostly with people he does business with. Oh, yes, yeah, she told me about how they got married. They've been married eight years, the same as us. Do you like her better than him, dear? Yeah, uh, what? I do. Do you like? Do I what? Do you like Ethel better than Baxter? Oh, well, I just met him last night. I couldn't say. Oh, I do. Don't you, dear? What do you want? Who do you like better, Ethel or Baxter? I don't know. I just met them last night. Oh, stop being a mocking cat. You heard Marge say that. No, I didn't hear Marge say that. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's vote on who we like better. All in favor of liking her better, say I. All in favor of liking him better, say me. Oh, dear, you Look, Jane, I've had a very hard day. Do you mind if I just sort of relax? You had a hard day. What do you think Baxter had? I don't know what he had. Well, he had one of the biggest deals he ever had today. Well, how nice for Baxter. Oh, they're doing awfully well. And the funny thing about it is, when they first got married, her father didn't approve of Baxter. Oh, he was awfully mad. And Ethel said she was worried because her father has a blood count of 200. And I said, well, it doesn't matter how rich a man is. He shouldn't get mad when he's all wants to get married. <laughs> you didn't. I certainly did. <laughs> oh, we were talking very confidentially. He told me more things. Well, maybe you shouldn't repeat them. Oh, I wouldn't. Once I tell you this, I'll never repeat it again. <laughs> he said her father tried to keep her and Baxter apart. And instead of getting further apart, they got further together. And one day they decided to run away and get married. And when he came to get her, they turned around, and there was her father. Well, they were putrefied. Hey, well, oh, well, you can laugh now, but you can imagine how worried she must have been. Well, that spoiled the whole thing. They couldn't elope. So the next day, he telephoned her and told her to meet him at a certain place. And she got dressed and went to meet him. But when she looked back, she noticed two men following her. Well, then she knew that her father had overheard every word on the extension telephone. You can see how rich they were with extension telephones and everything. And these two men were detectives whose father had hired to follow her. Well, she was up a stop. 
She knew that if they saw her meeting Baxter, they'd just as soon shoot Baxter as not. Well, she didn't know which way to turn. Then all of a sudden, a taxi came by. Oh, I don't know when I've enjoyed a day as much as I have this. Well, go on, Dave. Go on, what happened? You're not going to leave me hanging in midair with a taxi coming by. What happened when the taxi came by? I don't know. What? <laughs> Just then you both came home and I had to rush over here for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> to be uh, continued tomorrow, huh? They did get married, though. Well, I don't know. I've got to find out how it all turned out because... Oh, sure, they got married. They're married now. <laughs> I didn't hear what you said. Oh, sure, they finally got married. And that's why Ethel's so anxious for Baxter to make so much money, just to show her father. And she helped him a lot. She said she's going to tell me how she does it. I'll let you know, dear. So let me know what? How she helped him. She said every wife should help their husband in his business. They should, huh? Well, it's better than being a milestone around his neck. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's better than that. He certainly helps him. Hardly a day goes by she doesn't call his office at least twice a day to see how everything's going. And some days she just goes right down to his office and see how everything is. Listen, Jane, a woman's place is in the home. Oh, I could go on about her for hours, Mars. She's really something. She wears glasses when she reads. I was so surprised. She said she just couldn't get used to them. She said the optimist who sold them to her said she would, but she never has. She's awfully sweet. I tried them on. They gave me a headache. What's that you're doing? Oh, I'm just changing the ham on this skirt of mine. Oh, Marge, I wish you could have seen the dresses she has. And she wasn't showing them to me like she was showing off or anything like that. She was just hanging them up haphazardly. <laughs> yes, you know, sort of careless life. I like it for that. Well, you said you made a pretty strong she was over here most of the day. I took particular pains to be most friendly to her. Yes, they seem like real nice folks, Ethel. I like her. I think she has the measurements of a pretty smart woman once she gets onto the hang of things. Yes, she's pretty good company. Very amusing. He's just average, though. The regulation businessman, you know. And I think she could make something of him with shut eyes. Her trouble is, she hasn't the slightest idea of what his business is all about. Oh, now, Ethel, don't start putting those ideas in her head. And what's the matter with those ideas? My ideas haven't done you any harm, have they? Oh, no, Ethel, no. Of course they have. I'd like to know how far you would have gotten in your business if it hadn't been for me. But they seem happy the way they are. Maybe she feels that her husband is doing all he can. No husband does all he can unless his wife sees what he does. But maybe his wife is satisfied. That's because she doesn't realize what can be done. And I'm going to show her what can be done. But why show her? Because I want to do her a favor. And uh, why do I want to do her a favor? Because her husband is a partner of T.Y. Mess. You know what that could mean as a business contact for you? Yes, uh, yes, I do. There's no guess about it. Now, through the aces, we'll get to meet Mr. Smith. Well, I've been so friendly and neighborly to her all day, and we'll keep on being friendly and neighborly with both of them. They're going to be a big help to your business. Yes, I know, Ethel, but they're nice people on their own. Uh, I mean, it's nice being friends with next-door neighbors. Baxter, I told you time and again, friends are only stepping stones to success. Oh, but that sounds so cold that way. Uh, this is a cold world. Can't we just be friendly with people without using them in some way to put over a business deal? Nothing is more important than your business. Oh, no, I know. You told me that time and again. I just can't believe it. You can't believe it? 
How do you think you managed to work your way up the business you have now? Yes, Eight well, years ago, you were nothing but a typesetter. Uh, yes, Ethel, uh, don't let's press that out again. I don't uh, like to, but you felt me to. I've got to keep reminding you that this is a fast-moving, relentless age we're living in. You've got to take advantage of every possible opportunity. Well, you can hardly call these people opportunities. They happen to be our neighbors and our likable folks. Why don't let it go and just be friends? Oh, don't talk like a, a radical. Radical? Mr. Ace's business partner is T.Y. Ness. You know who he is, don't you? Of course. He has his finger in every big deal in town. He's on the board of City Alderman. Don't you see what that could mean to you, to us? Big printing contracts from the city. Oh, it has unlimited possibilities. You just leave all that to me. I haven't let you down yet, have I? No, no. And of course I haven't. You don't know how lucky you are to have a wife who devotes every waking hour to plotting and scheming for your success. How many wives do you think there are who would do what I do? Not many, I guess. I'll say there are. Now, you take Mrs. Ace, for instance. I think the slightest notion of what her husband does has no interest at all in his work. <laughs> I could be like that, too, you know. You could? Of course I could, but I wouldn't. Oh. You certainly would go far that way, wouldn't you? Well, Ethel, it all depends on how far a man wants to go. It... Exactly. And if I left it to you, we'd never go far. You just leave her to me. She needs a little coaching. Why, told me she hasn't ever even entertained for Mr. Ness. Never has into the house. Never mixed her socially. <laughs> I was astounded. I told her there were ways that a wife could be a big helper and a husband is this. I asked her what she did with so many dresses. You never saw so many. And she said, well, she entertains a lot of people that her husband does business with. Parties and things like that, you know. We never do that. Why don't we, dear? The what? Why don't we entertain for people you do, do business with? Entertain for what? Well, for people you do business with, Baxter does. Well, good for Baxter. Well, that is, Ethel does. Baxter just tells her who he's having business deals with, and they have parties, and they have most of dinner. He plans all the parties and things. He's very clever. She's been all over before she was married, I mean. Mars, she's been to Honolulu. Yeah, really? Oh, yes. She said it's marvelous there. Always sunshine. The same weather all year round. I wonder how the people start conversations there. <laughs> now, that's a thought for today. Oh, it was so interesting. It's interesting to meet people who've been places like that. Oh, I forgot to tell you. She's been to Europe, too. Oh, she doesn't get wrong, doesn't she? Yeah, so that was before she got married and started helping Baxter in his business. Europe is very interesting. She told me all about that, too. She really had to do all the manual around. Honolulu to Europe and back. Well, she didn't get to tell me all about Europe. Oh, well... One thing she told me. Dear, did you know it's six hours earlier in Europe than it is here? Uh, well, I seem to have heard something about six hours. Uh, you did? I didn't. Six hours earlier. When they have daylight saving time over there, they really have it, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jane, they certainly have daylight saving Jane is in for a course in husband managing from the expert Mrs. Frederick. We learn more about that when next we meet the easy agent.